Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press one. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Let those who worship evil's might beware my power. Green Lantern's light. From the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, and the schmoes know, this is DC Movie News, bringing you the most up-to-date discussion and commentary within the DC Universe. Keep it going. Keep it going. We need to get the energy level going here. Roxy was stuck in traffic. Welcome, everybody, to the DC Movie News on the Popcorn Talk Network. What's up, DC University? Now we're pumped up. We're now ready. We, go. Ah, we don't have Adam Gertler again this week. He's going to be back. Triumphant return next week. He may be on a sausage mission. I don't know where he is. He's just gone. He's not here, but you're going to hear kind of his voice later on in the show. He answered some of your questions. We're going to read them off to you. So Gertler is still on the show this week, but follow him on Twitter at Adam Gertler. Johnny LaQuasso here at Jay Quasso. Of course, you can find us at DC Movies SK. Let's get to the squad, then we'll get to the show. Here she is wearing her camouflage, but we still see her. Can you see me? Find her on Twitter. At Roxy Stryer. Hello, I'm so She's happy Roxy to be Stryer. back. Yeah, I love you guys. I'm, I missed you all week. So tell us, you had some struggles to get here. You yeah. had called me twice very angrily. You know, if I missed the show this week, I would have just cried and cried. So I bobbed and weaved and I flew here with yeah. my superpowers. You zigged, you zagged, you button hooked everybody. Ooh, you got it. Yeah, me. worth it. And you wore so clothes good. this time. I, okay. <laughs> In all fairness, I was wearing clothes last week. You just couldn't you see them. You look so naked on camera. It was hilarious. It's another superpower of mine. No, oh, hey. <laughs> I don't blame you. Back by popular demand, very, very talented actor, and he knows his stuff. Find Thanks. him on Twitter at Mike Kalinowski. He's Mike Kalinowski. What's happening, thank my friend? For, thank you very much for having me back. And guys, I, I, you know, they tell you not to read reviews or comments, but I was following along on this, and you guys out there, you're phenomenal. Yeah, they, no, really you're phenomenal. You're phenomenal. That's why we had you back. And secondly, if, if they didn't like you, they would say so. That's why I don't read yeah, comments. Yeah, so I <laughs> admire that. I, I, I try to respond to as much I mean, yeah. people as I could, and, and you guys are phenomenal out there. So thank you for that, for making me feel welcome here. It was yeah. a blast having you on last week. We had a really good time, and we're going to have a fantastic time again today. So let's Begin. get right to the news. Um, it wasn't a huge week for news, I guess we could say, but a couple neat stories here. Uh, we think we have a new... Uh, it's Captain of the Suicide Squad. It looks like it's going to be Joel Kinnaman. He was the... Uh, did I say that right? Kinnaman? Kinnaman. Kinnaman. He was the Just lead. Just say it really fast. No one will notice. <laughs> yeah. Kinnaman. Kinnaman. <laughs> uh, it looks... And, uh, you know, we talked about how they're just... Uh, are they grasping at straws? Who can they get? He was the lead in the RoboCop reboot. Didn't yep. exactly get a lot of great feedback, but he does... 
you know, look like he would fit the role. He's going to be in the new Liam Neeson movie, Run All Night. It looks like he's going to be the new uh, Rick Flagg. In all fairness, he didn't necessarily get the most negative feedback. The movie just right. didn't do that he well. He didn't do anything wrong. So Right. Yeah. I- I'm just thinking, you know, people have a sour taste in their mouth because of the movie. But I don't know. I don't know much about him. He could be watch, great. Watch The Killing. Watch The Killing. That show. He was phenomenal in it. Okay. You yeah, know, really I, good show. I pride myself what, on being a, a TV person, but I, I don't know. The, I know of The Killing, but I never watched. It seems to me, he seems kind of like the guy that Hollywood, you know, they're, they're stuck in that there's no leading men in their 30s. That they're having a hard time. They got the, the older guys. Mm. And then they got the younger guys, but there's that middle ground that they're still. But like, that's they, that's Hollywood. That's, that's and, Hollywood's own fault, if, well, you, if you ask me. And they just keep, you know, we got Sam Worthington, and then they tried it with Jeremy Renner, who's more of a character actor. He's not a leading man. And then um, really, what's his name? Jay. Uh, you don't consider name? Renner a leading man? He, I don't think so. You don't think he's he, such a good character actor? So good in those roles like Dahmer that he does, and those those littler roles um, where when they try and make him the leading man, he he just has that. I don't say he doesn't look like a leading man, but he just has that. He's not a big guy. No, but he. I just think he's a character actor. So you don't think he would have been a good fit, per se? Oh, I'm not saying he wouldn't, but he just. It seems like Hollywood is still. What's like a Jai Courtney? That's his name. Uh, they, yeah. They're not trying to make him the. They put him in everything, but. Well, he's. And right. I haven't really liked him anything except Spartacus. If you go back and watch that TV show, he was brilliant on that show. So good. Uh, but just he hasn't hit the road. But it's not his fault. He, of course, any actor in his right mind, we'd grasp at anything big franchises to do be in. It'll Let be me John ask McLean's you, son, sure. Yes. So you're saying that there are no leading men in Hollywood in their 30s? So no, is that the no. I'm saying Hollywood. Uh, well, Channing Tatum, thousands I mean, of them out right. there. That yeah. they, the studio system is stuck in this thing where it's for so long relied on the Will Smiths, the Tom Cruises, uh, all these guys. When it phased out, and you know, action movies changed what they wanted for their action heroes. They were stuck in this kind of mid-ground. There was nothing. So yeah. that's why they went to a lot of Australians. Because Australians in this big article... Well, for females, too. Absolutely. I mean, English and Australian actresses are taken over. Absolutely. Which, it all has uh, to do with the way that they're trained, which I... Some of it is. Training, but also it's, there's articles talking about Most how here in California, when people are raised a certain way, they just don't have that. Yeah, they might be 30, but they still have that boyishness about them. They're not men. They're in their 30s, but they're not men. Yeah, because they're not jaded by living. We went through this whole yeah, this Michael Sarah, this uh, you know Jesse Eisenberg phase where that were the leading men in movies and TV shows. Right. So it's they they want these. So there's grasping at straws for anything. I think the best we've had so far is is Liam Hemsworth, where he's Mm -hmm. young enough where he's going to grow into a leading man. But then again, he's from Australia. Mm -hmm. You prefer him to Chris. Uh, I'll take either Hemsworth, you know. <laughs> and then they got the third brother that, that no one talks about. But yeah, you know, I think both that got good genetics. That's for sure. If we do, family. if we do reach out to the world of television, I think that there are plenty young thirty-year-old strapping leading men out there. I really absolutely. do. You're um, sitting with two of them. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talk- yes, that too, absolutely. But I'm just saying that there are so many. The quality of television shows today are absolutely. so so strong that I have no problem with them pulling from. Here's the thing, though, when it comes to a major motion picture, I. I think right. I just think they're afraid to pull the trigger. They're afraid to take a chance on someone who's not a household name to where I think that's part of the reason that, that there's not as many leading men in their 30s as you would think. Absolutely. Because they're, and, and justifiably so, I guess. There's a lot of money involved, high-budget film. Sure. But sometimes you just got to look at someone's talent and be like, all right, that dude can carry it. I would love to see a movie studio, whether it be a DC film or a Marvel film, that those characters, I mean, just the, the name alone sells it. I would love them to take that character. Let's say when they're doing Spider-Man now, 
cast a complete unknown. And I'm not talking, yeah, okay, maybe he's done a couple credits, so you prove that he's an actor. Mm-hmm. But someone that no one knows anything. Anytime actors was like, oh, he's an unknown. No, he's been working for about 20 years. You just haven't seen the stuff he's in. I love Andrew Garfield. I'm saying, oh, that guy got the shaft on that one. I know. He's going to be fun. You, yeah. don't, you haven't heard my Amazing Spider-Man 2 love. You haven't no. heard yet. No, 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 we don't want to hear it. <laughs> um, so what are your thoughts on Joel Kinnaman overall? Well, it's you know I, I don't think Rick Flag. I think there, there's got to be something wrong with the role in the script. It seems like it's going to be passing on relatively. It. I don't want to say relatively minor, right? But I don't think it's going to take. As now, well, much that's of a, a difference, precedent. though. The two things you just said are completely different. It's either that there's something wrong with the script, right. so people don't want to attach themselves to the script, or that the role is smaller than we think it is. And those are. I have no problem if the role is smaller than we right. think it is. But if there's a problem with the script, obviously we all have a problem. Now, Here's the thing where it goes into if what they're doing with with the Suicide Squad, of course it's going to be Amanda Waller, but the history of it, Rick Flagg, he's really and his father before him, they were the ones that kind of were at the dawn of it back. I think World War II it started. It used mm-hmm. to be it was kind of like the CIA and the FBI. It was Suicide Squad, and there was a team called Argent. Argent was domestic. Suicide Squad was foreign missions, and then Rick Flagg and, and, and the history. It's kind of gotten changed over the years. Uh, but something that DC, if they're smart, I think would utilize is that. Task Force X, X or Suicide Squad is kind of a, a faction off of Checkmate. And Checkmate is DC's shield. They're this kind of expansive organization which they can use if they're smart to be the uh, connect all their movies with Checkmate. And Suicide Squad is just kind of this offshoot that does the black ops we're hiring bad guys to go kill people. So well, which means need to deal with this. What's cool about it, DC's trying to build their villains up right. for the slate down the road. So a lot of people think it's a risk by doing a Suicide Squad movie so early. I think it's it's fantastic because it gives you yes. so much more to get invested in. But going back to your point, are you saying that even if the role is small, right. it might turn out being a bigger role Absolutely. because they could think, intertwine it into all sure, the other movies? I think this could potentially be a Nick Fury in the Marvel Universe. The, the Rick Flag character. Wow. So, so he pops up because if he's in Checkmate and but, Suicide Squad, because that but Nick Fury is always a major character. Absolutely, but he didn't always start that. You know, no. back in Iron Man, it was just, hey, can we get him to come in because he looked like the comic? Let's let's just throw him in there. That's so true. maybe some of the actors are being short sighted, or oh, yeah, I think, or maybe they don't like the script. I mean, could be absolutely. I, I don't want to go to that place, but I think that nowadays a lot of actors are really smart, and they have an entire team of people telling them and helping them with what to do. Really, is somebody going to pass on a role after seeing all of these major franchise movies because they don't know if it's going to turn into a bigger role? We know that Marvel and DC both all of the time they put you in six movies. That's right. what they do. They put you in three, six, eight movies, whatever it is. Yeah. So I don't know if an actor would be silly enough to I, pass on it because in this particular script they don't have as many lines or as much camera time. And I don't get it. I have no concern about the script. I know a lot of people are like, oh, the script probably sucks. No. Someone in chat roll just brought up a great point. Ayer wrote Training Day. Are you kidding yeah, me? I, that movie's phenomenal. I have no concerns. Yeah, no concerns about the script. So I don't know what it is, but speaking of Suicide Squad, Will Smith um, actually just talked about Deadshot. Actually, had some really good quotes here. Um, I, I I think he's being sincere. We talked last week about how we feel like he really wants to get into the psychology of the character. Um, he mentioned he loves the concept of dubious morals, and he always liked to play in that area, according to him. And he so he seems to be really getting into the role and wants to just surround himself with that character. 
Yeah, I agree with that. And based on his role choices up to this point, I think that that is true. He does have a lot of roles with morals that are questionable. Um, I I don't know. Maybe it's because Adam Gertler's got in my head a little bit about it. But the more I have been rewatching recent Will Smith movies, the more nervous I am for this. Really? Yeah, a little bit. You know, I, I do love Will Smith and I loved Will Smith's music. And then I loved his earlier films. And some of them now I think are good. But I just think that this guy is has so much to prove right now because you know, everybody is like up in arms about it that I'm scared he might crumble under the pressure. I don't think so. I think it's interesting. I think he is almost like Ben Affleck where he his career he's grown. There was this article he just wrote recently about some of his biggest regrets and and what he's he got to a point where he's like why do I need to keep making these box office movies that are the number one? Why do I why why he just stopped he's like why am I doing this? Cuz he was chasing these bad movies. And I think he's at a point now, kind of with Ben Affleck, where he's older now, he's kind of more experienced, he's a family man now, so it's different now for him with these, what he brings into it. I think he just wants a good movie. I think he wants an Oscar, and I don't think he's going to find it here. So no, I, I think there could be hope. We could hope there could be hope. You know, uh, Heath Ledger gave hope to everybody, yes. mm-hmm. and I yes, there could be hope, but I don't think that's why he took this role. I think that he took this role probably because I mean, I'm, we're reading articles that he hasn't even read the script, so we can't say that he took this role because he thinks it's great. <laughs> he took this role probably because it's stability. And he has a job for a long time now. I mean, also, I mean, I don't know how focus is going to be. I don't know what the reviews are, but him and Margot Robbie, they already know each other now. They already maybe have a chemistry, so... BFF. Yeah, so maybe that's another reason why... Or maybe you just want to work with the director. You know, he loves yeah. his films. and That could be very true. Well, who doesn't want to play a superhero? I completely agree with that. I do. I just think that there has been a lot of negative talk about him. And I'm, I'm trying to clear my mind from that because I happen to love Will Smith. And I'm just trying to think positive thoughts. But he oh, has yeah. he's made some some stinkers in, in the yeah, last one, few years. Yeah, here's the thing, though. Once you're a, a legitimate movie star, you're going to make some stinkers. Now, I, of course. I'm a Philly guy. I grew up listening to Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. I will always defend Will Smith. I think he's phenomenal, and I, I think he'll be fine in this role. I know people have questions about his ego, and that's justifiably so. But I don't think he's chasing an Oscar with this role. I just think he realizes it's going to be a major, major project. The cast around him is phenomenal. And I, I'd like to think he's going to put his ego aside and, and do a great job. Yeah, I mean, that's what you can hope for any actor. And I, I hope he doesn't go over the top and this isn't the role he's trying to take in order to chase an Oscar. But I guess you never know. Yeah. Well, speaking of Suicide Squad, uh, news coming out. Uh, David Ayer actually announced that uh, actor Jay Hernandez just got added to the cast, but they're keeping his role under wraps. If you don't know Jay Hernandez, he was in the movie Hostel back in 2005. He had a bunch of uh, episodes of Nashville. And most importantly, the relatively popular (laughs) Peter Engel NBC Saturday sitcom Hang Time, working together. Yeah. About 15 years ago. No, keep keep going with that. Nope. Done. That's it. I know when to kill it when it should be killed. Ooh, problem of mine always. No, yeah, with you and Bane can't. I know that much. <laughs> but, what are you sh- talking about? Oh, boy. <laughs> you mentioned it. I didn't even go there. So, yeah, so Jay Hernandez added to the cast. They're keeping it under wraps. A lot of people think... Um, <laughs> I think this is borderline racist, but people are saying all that, like, oh, he's going to be an inmate with Joker. Of course. Why? Just You add a Latino guy, he's got to be an inmate? Come on. No, he's he, I would imagine, is going to be some kind of uh, checkmate agent 
used to kind of be like a shepherd to keep these guys in line. Undercover style. I don't think he's going to be a, one of the popular villains that's in the squad. I think he's going to be on under Waller's thumb somewhere. I agree. Maybe undercover kind of, style. Yeah, yeah, like deep undercover. But I'll tell you, like the problem with finding news and you know getting it on Twitter is the fact that you can only see so much in your thread when it comes up. So it said, Jay Hernandez, Jerry Lewis, Suicide Squad. Hmm. That's what I saw. Before I clicked on it. So in my head, I was first like, I was like, oh my God. What just happened? Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant with Jerry Lewis. But then it was like, he's doing some other movie called Truth or Trust yeah. or something. And they just kind of lumped it all together. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't have strong feelings about this one way or another until we know more about the character choice. Of course. Uh, really cool article. Let's see. What was this in? Um, it actually gave us a nice little summary of everything we know about the Suicide Squad. It was, oh, denofgeek.com, which we love going to. Oh, so great. So let's just review everything we know about Suicide Squad. I love this because I need to be refreshed all the time. There's so many freaking movies and yeah. my head is going to explode sometimes. So let's do this. Give it to me. Join in, everybody. It's slated to be released August 5th, 2016. Will, woo, woo, woo. will it change? I don't know, but it's uh, about a year they're and a half. They're strong. They, yeah. you know, but, you know, they're pretty much strong. If it strong. were to change, do you guys think it would be pushed back or pushed yes. oh, yeah. It's always pushed back. Yeah. No, they've been talking about spoilers of all these movies getting pushed forward because we're not getting anything in 2015. Mm, yeah, well, that'd be nice. That definitely would be. <laughs> uh, so David Ayer says what he would like Suicide Squad to be is a, quote, dirty dozen with supervillains. Which is pretty cool. That's what it is. And I mean. Warner Brothers is trying to sell Suicide Squad as more of like an Ocean's Eleven kind of vibe to it. Ocean's Eleven didn't have a ton of violence. I don't see how you can have a Suicide Squad feature and not have a boatload of violence. I'm not talking Kingsman level violence, no, <laughs> which was amazing. But I think you got to have a lot of violence in Suicide Squad, right? Of course, yeah. I mean, the, all the pictures he's tweeting are different weapons that they had a blowtorch he was testing the other day out on set. So, yeah, we're going to see tons of violence. Absolutely violence, but I think it would be cool to see them use their brains and outsmart people and be tricky and sneaky and not have the entire thing That's be like... That's why they're all different. Yeah, absolutely, but you know... The one character that I'm unfamiliar with in this group, is it the Enchantress? Yeah. Uh, Her Uh, character... Cara Delevingne. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's a character that is newer to the squad. Like, I'm used to, like, Vixen or Nightshade as the female characters in Mm -hmm. here. So this one, I'm kind of like, that brings the magical element to it. So this is a whole nother... She's not going to get her hands dirty, you know, per se, in the violence. Some right. Of the, of the sneaky stuff we're talking Which about. Which I think is cool. It's not that I'm not a fan of violence. But, well, it's not that I am a fan of violence. Well, you're from Boston. Uh, you love violence. Don't even I feel like start. I've dug myself a grave here. No, you know, I, I'm into action movies. I like watching my fair share of fights, but I think that it gets repetitive at some point. So I do like to see them use different tactics. Mix and, it up. Yeah. No, I, I would love a psychological aspect to it, but I think there's... Uh, it's Suicide Squad. They're sound suicide it's, missions. It's, They're not supposed to come back. And as far as I'm concerned, if it's rated R, party on. What are the chances that any of them do try to run and blow up or explode and, and they're gone from the entire franchise? Zero percent? Depends. I mean, if they do that one expendable guy like they did in the animated movies, a KG yeah. Beast is just, you know, out of nowhere. Right. So if they throw someone in there, maybe that's Jay Hernandez. KG yeah, Beast was gone in the first two gone. and a half minutes. Of that movie. You prove it. <laughs> so quick. I'm like, oh, there you go. You Throw just it. blew up Jay Hernandez. He just got cast uh, and you just blew him up. His Man. chances of six movies gone. Look what you did. So let's run down everything we know so far. We got Jared Leto as Joker. Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Will Smith as Deadshot. Jai or Jay Courtney, however you want to pronounce it, as Captain Boomerang. Cara Delevingne as Enchantress. Looks like Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flagg. Looks like Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. And they're even saying that Jesse Eisenberg may show up as Lex Luthor. That is a lot... 
that tells me like we're staring at a two-hour movie with all these. Oh, the Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor isn't fact. It uh, looks like. This one said is a possibility. Mm. I don't know what the, this is what this article said. Yeah. It's nothing that they have not guaranteed Eisenberg, I don't think yet. Interesting. Yeah. No, I think that. It, this all sounds great. There's nothing that's really making me nervous. Uh, other than we've been hearing these Amanda Waller rumors for a really long time now. What's going on that they can't... What aren't they agreeing about? I mean, we I talked about Viola Davis. Yeah, we thought she was locked in, too. Um, what did it come from? Latino Review at one point when we, I think, reported that maybe a month and a half ago. And a lot of you guys at home said that's still rumor. This is from Den and Geek as well. Everything yeah. we know about Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm saying that originally said that Viola Davis had booked the role. Oh, I, think I think that came Latino from Latino Review. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I'm just curious. Why, why are we still speculating on this? Why hasn't she signed it? You know, I'm still a big Oprah fan, so it's giving me some hope. Not that I'm not a Viola Davis fan. She's fantastic. Is it, is it one of those ones where it's just like uh, with uh, Jason Momoa with Aquaman? Like, he came out, pretty much said it, but then he's like, no, I didn't say anything. And they they dragged that on for, like, months. Well, she didn't say anything, right. so... Right, but then she was just talking that she's doing gun training. Right, so I don't... So, I really don't know. It might be a contractual thing where there's... Like, like a money thing? Yeah, or we can't say it till it's all dry. I think they're working out numbers. want to say it. You think so? And plus, it all could depend on what project she's working on right now, that kind of thing. Maybe she's waiting to see who's cast as Rick Flagg. <laughs> That's what it is. It must be. Biracial Coming now. down to the there wire. If Viola. Oh, yeah. What's up, girl? <laughs> all right, moving on. Uh, some Green Lantern rumors now. Here we go. The EP of Arrow, Mark Guggenheim, says he spoke to Jeff Johns last week and says that John Diggle is John Diggle. We are not trying to be coy. DC has other plans for the character. So we talked last week about is John Diggle... John Stewart. John Stewart well, he's shooting this down. So, but at the same time, it makes us believe that John Stewart will be in the Justice League. After we talk about this, I have a follow-up story to make us think the opposite. Oh. So, go ahead on what that was all about, right there. You know, I think it's all a part of what era you grew up with DC, and I grew up Hal Jordan. Not even so much that I read in the Silver Age with, with that, like Alex Ross's big Silver Age guy. That's his era he grew up in. I was the '80s with Super Friends. You know, and, and that's what I grew up in. Hal Jordan, you know, as a kid with brown hair, I just related to him. And then as I got older, I liked Guy Gardner, which a lot of people didn't like, but I thought he was a great choice just because he was just such a, you know, jerk character, you know, always threatening authority. John Stewart was the one that was just always kind of there and never resonated with me. Mm, okay. Now, if I was a younger, you know, African But you got to have respect for Stewart up, with his military background, all that stuff. And that, But again, that all came later. It was mm-hmm. interesting. So his stuff when he first was around was kind of just... You didn't know. I was like, "Why are there four lanterns?" It was supposed to be one per sector, and you're just kind of yeah. like, "What's going on?" And I think it's Kyle the classic was a good character, but I think it's the classic story is that you always love the original of anything. You're always right. very nostalgic for that. I guess that's true, but I think it's really cool because of his background and what we know about him as a kid and that he kind of has the success story because he came from such a tough neighborhood. And I, I think that that's awesome that we could really get invested in uh, an origin story for him. And I, I mean, I get that. They're, and they're talking, um, you know, because the failure of the movie that it was. They don't want people to associate with that, with this right. new thing they're doing. But, you know, I, I think it was during Justice League when they were bringing that out, and Bruce Tim came out, and he said it flat out. He's like, yeah, we put John Stewart in there because if we didn't, it's a bunch of white guys and a white woman standing up there. Mm-hmm. And they and he was very honest You want to have it. diversity. That's a, right. I mean, you need it. And it created a great character to add mm-hmm. it to the mythos of the character of John Stewart, where when I watch Justice League now, I don't picture Hal Jordan. I don't want to see Hal Jordan. I love the John Stewart they created mm-hmm. in that, with the, him with the Hawkgirl thing. Right. Well... It is funny that you mentioned that because now, uh, let's see, where did we get this from? Um, 
iDigital Time. I'm sorry, from uh, GameAndGuide.com. There's a possibility. Yeah, yeah, it's a possibility that Man of Steel had a little bit of a, a, a Green Lantern clue. Now, granted, Green Lantern comes out June 19th, 2020, and who knows if that's really going to happen. But there's a character, and and you'll love this, Mike, and Roxy. There's a character called Carrie Ferris in Man of Steel. Mm -hmm. In the comic books, there was a character called Carol Ferris, who was Hal Jordan's girlfriend. She became uh, possessed by Star Sapphire, then became a villain, eventually turned over a new leaf, used her force for good. But could this be a wink, like a really tiny wink, to the DC universe, like, why would you name a character almost identical who played Hal Jordan's girlfriend if you didn't plan on her becoming something down the road? Is this really people looking too deeply into it? Because, look, subtle clues are what these universes are all about in their films. Right. I think that's fascinating stuff, man. You know, I don't even, I don't know, it's either one or two things. Yes, it was a brilliant way out of left field Easter egg that they're like, only ten people are going to pick this up. Or the writers just... It was like they heard the word Ferris was always in their head somewhere. The writers had to know. But it's just like they didn't ever call her that. Yeah. You see it on the military badge. And even then, it's you got to freeze frame it to see it. Yeah. It's, not, it's Carrie Ferris. Carrie Ferris. Carol Ferris never had sisters. But that's super subtle, dude. It well, doesn't mean they're sisters. Us. I know. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I think I that. Saw it. I mean, what's wrong with it just being an Easter egg? What's wrong with it being what it was? Do we have to make it into something more? Right. I mean, we can if we want. And could Carrie be a nickname for Carol? I don't. Is there? A, do Carols have nicknames? I don't think I they don't do. Know. do I, yeah, I don't think they name people Carol anymore. Anyway, well, I, that's no true. offense to anyone named Carol out there. Love that's my grandmother's name. I don't know. Some Lovely. people could just call her Care, and then it goes to Carrie yeah. endearingly. Yeah. Like a, Talk about a subtle name. clue. I think okay. that would be the. But that makes you think. Okay. Now it's gonna. It could be Hal Jordan. Like what the I, hell? An Easter egg is the Wayne Enterprises satellite. That's an Easter egg in the movie, which you yeah. saw. I was like, okay, it makes sense. Referencing, yeah, yes. But this Carrie Ferris, I'm just kind of like. Now a lot of people in chat will think that's looking way too into that's it, but it's still it. fun to talk about because it, it distinctly could be here, something. Here it is. Two years later, we're still talking about it. Yeah, so I got it out there. Absolutely. And just going back because we are, uh, I wanted to mention that in the chat they are talking about the fact that Viola Davis was confirmed um, and that she spoke about it. I'm still looking to see what she said. They said that she spoke saying she was interested in the role. Yeah. I'm, I'm not finding an exact quote, but I'll make sure I come back next week with an absolute confirmation for you guys. Here's the thing too. With what we got, Ezra Miller, I believe his name is yeah, the, Flash. the Flash. Okay, seeing him being cast, his age, his the type he plays so far, we don't know anything what his Flash is going to be like. To put Hal Jordan in there, you wouldn't get the classic Hal Barry dynamic that I would love to see yeah. of, the, of the slow scientist and the cocky pilot. Mm-hmm. That to me still hasn't been done. Well, so you're you you're, go- you're calling him Barry, but he has not been called Barry I know, yet. I know, so- and he doesn't really. Look Barry to me. Yeah, I mean, he, the TV show look Barry more to me. Wally? He could be. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know if you're going to get it, regardless. Right. I know, and so regardless of what the other casting it looks absolutely. like. Absolutely, I know. It, it, I, I, oh, I feel like I just crushed your dreams a little it's bit. All right. Well, thank <laughs> I didn't you mean to. I really <laughs> did. Not coming back. Uh, before we move on to the next story, <laughs> uh, this, this past episode of Gotham, while we're on, you know, obviously we're we're here, might as well talk about Let's it. Do it. Had a lot of hype. I've noticed a lot of negative feedback about it. it. I read something, oh, I think it was uh, BadassDigest.com. They wrote this great article on it. And we like to call it Badass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, it almost seemed like the show jumped the shark this week. That's kind of the feeling a it lot of people like, got, man. You know me, we talked about it. In the comments, I apologize again, I'm a Batman guy, but this show, I'm kind of, I'm in its corner, I'm fighting for it, I want to love it. I'm but, fighting so hard. Come on. To be the shepherd. 
Oh, wait, God. Oh, no. It's just I'm, I'm having a really oh. hard time because I have invested but, myself in this show. And the Graysons and the, they had a yeah, fight the family for feud generations. And I, I, about the horse or something. I, it's just. And the showrunner is so good. Mm. He's such a good showrunner. They're under a lot of pressure and they're trying to please a lot of people. Yeah. And I think that it's getting to them uh, because they are introducing so many different stories yeah. and so many different characters. And no, this is not me saying I'm giving up on the show no, by no, any it's, means. It's and I still mission. have. I still have faith in the show and I do think that they can come back from this but I, I think they're confused in the direction they want to go so they're planting out feelers like we could go here we could yeah. go here we could go here right. I just need them to make a decision and go for it and it, if it's a strong decision then let's all follow and yeah. if it's not then let's kind and, of and don't get me wrong I'm still going to watch it Yeah, but I'll be honest with you I'm, I get confused while watching it it's really it's a tough. lot I love the one scene where Joker and Penguin had that little standoff right. I'm not, not Joker I'm sorry Riddler and Penguin had that little standoff but, that, that was kind of no. cool but Jim gets the riddle okay he, yeah, he yeah. All this. why didn't he go to the one guy that's yeah. purpose is on the show mm. to mm. solve the riddles and he, that really I don't really know what you're talking kind of, about. He was always kind of shoehorned in there, and he's like, yeah. he would pop up in those first couple episodes. He's like, riddle me. This is like, okay, all right, let's go, Ed. Just tell us. What do we need to know? So here's a plot where he could go, and it just was like, and, and, and to me, that the the guy they introduced as you know, Joker. There's, right. I don't see how that's that can't be the Joker. So what his story is? He killed his mom at the circus. Like that's. I, so, just so you guys know, if you are, we should have said this before, if you are overseas or haven't seen these episodes yet, we just gave up a bunch of spoilers. Not too oh, bad. yes. Yeah, we didn't yeah. give out that Okay, much. here's my, here's my other problem right now. Right, CW shows are going on hiatus, so I'm not gonna have my Flash and Arrow for the next month, which means that I've just got Gotham and Constantine, but I kind of, I'm eh on Constantine these days, so I, now I'm like, yeah. Gotham focused, and I need them to step it up. But you know, it's like with Arrow, they got great with I think it was Odyssey was the name of the episode. It was like their 18th, and, and you know, the first it, it was struggling. season one, season one, yes. Uh, and with this, it's it is struggling. But thank you, Fox, for giving it's second season already. So I, I think there's a chance if if to to kind of hone where they're going with it, you know, maybe regroup after this season and come back strong. But Fox, a show that is known for dropping the ball and letting go of great shows early. Well, no one this. does that more than NBC. <laughs> they're, they're the worst. But yeah, go ahead. But they're sticking with it. And, and the showrunner has got great... I believe he's from Rome, Bruno Heller. Mm. Uh, I, I could be wrong on that, but Bruno Heller is the showrunner, and he is a great showrunner for his show. So I just... And like you said, he's trying to... There's so many entities, I'm sure, they've got to try and please... Yeah. And also navigate, like... He, they probably come with a list like don't touch this don't touch this you can touch this you cannot touch this right so, you know but it's entertaining and right. I, and, I think- and we're not being negative at all I mean I, like I said I'm still gonna watch but it's uh, like I said we like to give a voice for not just us but for you know the universe yeah. and just by going what people are saying online people are saying in chat roll a lot of people are just like what the hell's going on so we just have to you know we want to report right. it just to give a view of everyone because we know we're going to enjoy it yep. it's just yeah. not everyone necessarily is going to so and everything's not always great and, and there are problems and me as you know I can, I see it and I'm like I want it to be so good and, and being Batman I want to support it but there are yeah, you're just like okay, that wasn't a very good one. And I'm a patient guy. One. I always like things, and maybe because I come in the world of pro wrestling where <laughs> fans go ape shit and lose their mind immediately and get mad. Yeah, I always give them time to tie it back in and make things put a nice little bow on it. So I think that's what we need to do with Gotham. You know, we'll see what happens. I ate my words with uh, with uh, Shield, so I'm probably will do it again with this. I admitted I was wrong with Shield, and it came back full circle. And that show is good. Gone. I hope you eat your words. 
Words. Words. Eat your I world. Words. Eat your world, Mike. Help your world, world. world get to The whole eat. world. I'm going to eat all it right, all. All right. Here's some fun <laughs> news. Uh, Fox, talk about TV. Fox has given a green light to order a pilot for Lucifer. The, the old Lord of Hell from the Sandman series. Uh, major names attached. Right, Jerry Bruckheimer attached as executive producer. You name it, he's done it. Um, every CSI known to man. Uh, Len Wiseman set to direct it. He was the producer and writer for Sleepy Hollow. Um, he was the EP of the newer version of Total Recall. And, you know, this character... It's. I, I think it's going to be really cool. The question is, which way are they going to go with it? Because you know, Lucifer was the Lord of Hell for ten billion years, became bored with its existence, and handed over the lordship to two angels, and then went to Earth to retire. So, I don't know. Is that going to be intense uh, or like right. a comedy? I have no it sounds idea. Like dog, but me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I God. love that movie though. Um, and also, I don't think you mentioned that Tom uh, Capano is attached to it, who obviously comes over from Californication, which. I love that show more than anything. So I feel like we are in trustworthy hands. Um, we don't know much more about it yet. I'm very curious to see how they pick this. Yeah. Like, you know, there was, there's, I remember there was an article they were talking about uh, back when they did Human Target several years ago, which I love that show. Such a good show. Fox didn't give it a good fair share, but uh, they go into the DC archives and they say, okay, what characters do we have? And they're kind of just pulling through the old. You know, the old who's who and whatnot, looking of, yes, you can have him, yes, no, you can't have him. So it's it's interesting to see there are so many more characters that I don't think will be involved in the DC Cinematic Universe that would fit TV. And seeing that Constantine is struggling so much mm-hmm. to go this same almost magical route again, it's it's interesting. Like, well, what is their thinking with this? It's just yeah. a pilot order. I mean, even though okay. Bruck, even though you think Bruckheimer attached to anything, the show is going to get picked up. Yeah. But it is that clout. It is still just a pilot, and every single network picks up a boatload of pilots. Like I have a buddy who's in an NBC pilot uh, comedy, and there's 20 other NBC comedies that are going to pilot, meaning like two. Yeah, of course. As you know, 50 shoot, and then they choose two for the network. Now Fox doesn't worry about pilot season anymore. They just do what they say. But let me ask you guys a question from the chat. So Andrew Colmer wants to know again: It's going to be a normal crime drama with Lucifer helping out LAPD. Do you guys think that's true? Uh, it's their pride too. That's odd. You got well. You also got to think too budget wise. Yeah, this has got to be on every single week. They've got to have a standard location. They can't go globe trotting all over the world. So they've got to be what they've got. So that makes sense. You know, they kind of you know scale down the budget. The question is, do you? I mean, I, I, if you're going to make a TV show out of it, Lucifer has to be some kind of anti-hero. Otherwise, if he's the the, the main character, the, we have to get invested. Right. So yeah, right. it's a slippery slope. It's very interesting. I love the change. Uh, being in the entertainment industry to see what changes are made uh, for TV. Like, a great example, I just talked about Human Target. That's a show where Christopher Chance would impersonate people by putting, you know, makeup or masks on. Well, for a show, you can't have your lead actor with a mask on in the entire show. Yeah. So they changed the dynamic of what the show was. He became kind of more of a bodyguard where he was always with the person that he was protecting. So a show like this, they have to see what changes. And I think that's what's interesting for me as a fan to watch these and go, okay, let's see what they do with it. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's also interesting to me that I hadn't heard much rumblings about this show before no. they announced the pilot. And I feel like we keep talking about so many spinoffs and so many um, other DC characters. And like you were talking about before, Mike, I just don't know how they pick this. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Like, I, Especially I, I would love the, to be in that room. With the Constantine kind of going. Right. But it's Jerry Bruckheimer. He probably could have walked in there and gone, I like this one. We're doing this one. And they're like, oh, I'm going right, to write a show go. about my the pee that comes out of me. And people would have said, yeah, okay. Mm. I'm going to produce that. Yeah. Okay. Is that a half hour or hour show? Mm, I feel like it's, it's yeah, 22 minutes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Sure. A multi-cam sitcom. Absolutely. I just have to say, though, I mean, we get shows like Lucifer and, and now we got Supergirl going. Yeah. I think it's phenomenal. 
we're finally in an area. It's almost like back like the '80s, not for superheroes, but for just in the '80s. Those those great action TV shows. Now we're superhero films that are. TV shows that everyone, every network wants one, and so, I love it. I definitely Maybe. agree with that, and I have heard a lot of people say that there's too many shows, but I love this comment from the chat from Cyborg Unicorn, who says, not an overkill of DC shows, how many reality shows are there out there in the world? Which is so true, you know? This is just a genre of shows. Except reality shows it's are... It's not like the same mm, character over and over. Reality shows are way cheaper. That's why there's so many out there. Ah. They're super cheap, and you can get morons to do them. Yeah. That's why there's so many reality shows. And people watch them. That's a, <laughs> it's a gross generalization, <laughs> but yes. They do watch them. It is. Yeah. But there's a lot of reality shows but that have... A lot of it's valid. No, there's some great reality television, but there's also the trash that doesn't help anyone in society right. that we still watch. Of course. So. Of course. Should Pop, we get to the uh, Should we get to the questions for the week? Please do. Let's do it. Let's do it cuz that's pretty much all the news we have for the week. So uh, let's get some questions then we'll close out strong. So here's what I want to say about the questions. If you guys are wondering how do you get your question asked? You guys can join us here live on Thursdays at 2:45 Pacific time that's and right. you can join us in the chat on um, our YouTube page for Popcorn Talk. So we have a live event. If you're watching this later, you can reach us there live on Tuesday uh, on Thursday, sorry. And the other way you can reach us is on Twitter. So you can find us at Move, uh, DC Movies SK hashtag DC Movies N- News and DC Facebook. Movie News and on Facebook and on um, iTunes and on SoundCloud and yeah. everywhere that you think you can find us you can sure. if you want to get to us that's where we are and make sure you're writing us questions because we answer them every week and we love hearing what you guys have to ask I will say this try to ask your questions on either uh, YouTube or Twitter Facebook is very odd it doesn't always give you a heads up when messages come in and so it's easy to miss messages that's true but that should not deter you from going to our Facebook no, page no no like it and enjoy <laughs> our posts I'm just saying absolutely okay so let's start with this one from at Joseph J. Alberto, and sorry in advance if I butcher any of your names, I do not mean to. He wants to know, how dark should animated DC movies be? Which is a very good question, and I think that we'll get some mixed answers across I, the board. I have Adam Gertler's response, but go no, ahead, Mike. Let go right ahead, okay. my friend. I would think, I would love to see them push the envelope, but you have to understand, uh, and in fans, it's animated, so that allocates, they gear those towards children. yes. We watch them as adults and we love them, but that is why you get a Batman Assault on Arkham and not Suicide Squad Assault on Arkham. You would never, they would never put the, the PR people, Suicide Squad Assault on Arkham, on the kids' section, which when those animated right. movies come out, they're in the kids' section. Well, completely. We just completely, and I would agree with that, but if I open up this to animated DC TV shows, okay. I think that we could get something that was a little raunchier, you know, and put it on an adult swim or whatever network we end up putting up weird animated... Absolutely, they've got a whole dark area, and I, I would love, I hate to talk about it again, but I'd love to see an R-rated Batman. He's oh, out there. hell yeah. He's out there, I mean, he's... He, an R-rated animated Batman. Sure, or yeah, you, he, dude, he's a terrorist. You're out he fighting crime, you're not going to drop an F-bomb or two? Come on, let's exactly. be realistic. Like Frank Miller said, he's a terrorist that fights the right bad guy. Right. The, totally. And to see an R-rated out there, what he's going through every night, oh my, whether it's animated or live action, I would love to see it, mm-hmm. but will it happen Probably not. The answer is should. Do you, do you think it oh, should? should? Absolutely. Along should, those yeah. lines, here's Adam Gertler's response. Um, sh- how dark should the animated movies be? He says dark. Very dark. 
darker than Hartwell Heisenberg's Dark Knight Rises Fight Club fantasies. I honestly like the overall tone of those films, and they always do things more for the kids, like Teen Titans Go, Teen Titans! He wants me to say the Teen Titans voice. Brave and the Bold, and the upcoming film Batman Unlimited, which is going to be for, like, six-year-olds, clearly. They're fighting in a zoo. So Okay, first of all, your Teen Titans was very good. Was your great. Adam voice, pretty decent. Shout out to I Heisenberg wasn't trying to be, Oh, I, no, I'll, I'll do a girler impression. Now, that wasn't my girler impression. Oh, well, let's hear your girler impression I'll wait, then. We'll, I'll the wait next for the next one? question. Yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, so we're moving on to Brian Hurst, who says, I don't watch uh, the show, so I don't want to speak out of turn, but it seems like Gotham is rushing out a lot of big names from Rogue Gallery in the, la- in the first season. And what about the age discrepancies? Are most of Batman's adversaries going to be 10 to 15 years older than him? That's a fantastic... Is Brian, what's his name? Observation a, a question. Hurst, Phenomenal. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, Absolutely. so um, you want to give us Adam's answer to start, and then we can discuss what we think? Sure. I, I just I rushed to that because I just knew you were going to do the voice and yeah. I can't think about anything else until I hear Johnny's Adam. In my best Gertler impression. They are rushing. I mean, I think the producers, are, they're trying to ensure that they don't lose their audience by trotting out the big guns early. I, I wish they'd focus more on the Gordon Bullock stories and, and their own characters as long as the names aren't Fish Mooney. Sausage. <sighs> Go ahead. Yeah, it was pretty good. We should have saved our slow wow. clock for that moment. That was a good one. I love you, Gertler. I don't know if Gertler would have appreciated it. <laughs> no, he would have loved it. He's energetic. I love it. That's true. Uh, I don't know. I think that we just talked a little bit about this. Yeah, I don't know if rushing is the word or more just kind of like panicked and and confused. It's not, um, it's not because I think if they were doing it well, then it wouldn't be too quickly. It's not the speed that I have a problem with. It's the way that they're going about it at some point. I think the... Not a problem I have with it. I don't have a problem with the show in that sense. It's just the fact that I was always kind of brought up into the world that the villains came as a result of Batman, mm-hmm. of the escalation, where it was always the mob. So to see these all these characters with being whether it's their father or what, to see where they come from, it's an interesting take, and it's just adding to the enjoyment of just the overall universe. Again, it's not. It's just another take on it. Mm-hmm. So, you know. What do you guys think about the 10 to 15 years older than him, though? And what kind of problems that could well, bring to the show? Well, that's how, I mean, that's the way it appears. Because right now, Bruce right. is what? 12, could we say? 11, 12. 12. Say 12, yeah. And, I mean, look at, you know, the Penguin. He's right. well, we've got 25. A, we've got least. a young Catwoman. So she'll be his age. That's a good point. Really they are about older. the same age. Ivy's his age. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, and they are doing the father versions of some of the characters that they would grow into, like, okay. but the Dent one is weird. Yeah, that one's weird. I always age. pictured Bruce Wayne and Dent to be the same exact age, yeah. and almost each other, they just had different paths in life. Yeah, uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. So one's a terrorist it, and one is not. Right, <laughs> you you need them, but you need, the like you said, though, that they need the villains to keep the general audiences, you know, we're fans of the show, or we're fans of comic books, so we know these characters, but the people watching in Kansas that just know Batman in general terms, they need those big names to like, oh, I'll tune in because so-and-so is going to be on this week. Mm-hmm. And then they should watch it, and it's like, okay, it wasn't what I thought, but... So from the entertainment standpoint, they've got to get those names in there. Gregory Castillo says Joker is like 16, 17, and Bruce is like 12 or 14. So I guess if you take the higher number and say 14 to 16, that two-year jump isn't that much. That's not too bad. And actually, that's a great point. Reeker of Havoc and Trowis says Penguin has been older before, which is very true. I mean, yeah. look at, remember DeVito's Penguin? Yeah. Jesus. Right. Really, good Lord knows how old he was. And he's never been a physical threat to Batman anyway, so, he's, you know, give him time to kind of build up his empire and whatnot as he gets older. I'm just picturing them all 
being the same age, like all the mothers around the world that year had some weird kids. There was, gosh, there was years ago someone, I don't even know if it was a pitch or whatever, but they pitched a show called Gotham High. It was an animated show. And it was all of them oh, in high school. God no! And I don't remember if it was just a fan. What happened to that? Art oh, that's amazing. That did was Mister Belding the principal. No, of the it, show. Was, <laughs> it was like pretty awesome. on the one hand, it was just kind of like what the. But the other hand, it's like that is brilliant. Do you know how many fans would be livid about that though? Like if they couldn't get over the fact that it was. But I think it was like a, a Teen Titans version of like. It's called Gotham High. And, I love and it. I just I remember the picture of it. I'll try and find it and, and, and put it up there on the comments. I wish it's I went. Awesome. I wanted to go to Gotham High. But I don't High. know if that was a fan thing or if it was trying to get some traction as a series. Right. Got it. Okay, moving on to Taylor Burns, who says... And the reason I'm asking this question is because there was multiple people in the YouTube link that said yes. this. Multiple people. So Taylor Burns says, Sounds bad, but Mark Wahlberg as Shazam, similar age to The Rock, and is huge and funny, charismatic. He's Opinions? very... He's a, He's hey. not a big man. Hey, did you see me talk to Optimus Prime? Yeah, I can play a superhero. Oh, man. Hey, All right. hey, so hey it's, it's Sandy for hey, me. Hey, hey, it's Transformer. It's a Transformer. All right. I'm just trying to talk to you, Optimus. I'm an inventor. Oops. My daughter here is dating 16-year-olds. Here's my problem. Hey, you want to see my talking teddy bear? Okay. All right. You guys are mean. Here's no, we're not mean. No, we're not mean. Wahlberg can deal people. with a little bit of poking. I mean, uh, he's... Yes. he's a, I don't know. When they made fun of him on Saturday Night Live, he got really upset He's about a huge that. star. Well, then buckle up. Come Here's on. my thing. I am such a fan that I have a very hard time thinking he would do a bad job in anything. I just am. I think he's awesome. No. That they going for him six million dollar man Steve Austin absolutely not okay no that's my childhood hero there no I think he can do whatever he wants to he can do whatever he dreams of um, yeah. I don't know if he would take the role but I do think like they said opposite The Rock similar does, ages but he does have that childlike quality but that he does what was that movie the size of it they did a movie together already was it uh the Rock and Wahlberg. It was oh, the the cop movie with Will Ferrell. The two right? guns? No, oh, that was I a different don't one. One gun. It was hard pain and gain. That's what it was. Oh, pain. That was another I one. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Anyways, here is the Gertler response: Too old, I think, and too short. That's what I said. All right. Uh, what? What? Just calm down. Short? Let Gertler speak. Have you heard of an Apple box? Because <laughs> Tom Cruise has. <laughs> Clearly. Maybe Daniel Cudmore, Colossus from the X-Men movies, as some people have suggested, but honestly, I think it's got to be Army the Hammer. Hammer. He looks like a oh. drawing, and he's been tied to Justice League since the George Miller concept. Yeah, Army Hammer, he's a, he's a, he's a big Yet dude. another one of those guys that Hollywood tried to pull into the the leading man thing. I, I have to tell you guys that when Gertler sent these to me, um, I was reading the... This and when he said army, I read it really quick and I read it as Annie, and I was thinking he was trying to make some sort of statement here, putting Annie up again. <laughs> oh, you're saying uh, oh, have yeah. a female? No, no, no. Of Shazam? No, no. I'm thinking like the, the, the little redhead Singer? Annie. <laughs> it's a hard knock life, y'all. It is. That's the first thing I thought. I was like, Adam, what are you doing to me? What are you doing? So it looks like we have uh, one, maybe two more questions. We'll be out of here. Okay. Go ahead. Moving on. This is from. Oh no, I can't see who this is from. Oh, Isn't actually, that? yeah, I didn't. I don't think we said sorry, but someone, one, someone so, asked. Oh, you guys, let me know who wrote this, and I will definitely give you guys a shout out on the show next week. It says, "Have you guys considered that hashtag Joker in hashtag Suicide Squad is actually the main villain?" Well, <laughs> so here's a Gertler's response uh, in the voice. No, I'm out of the energy. You got to. I am not. You can do it. Fine. Here we go, baby. I have not considered that as a possibility, as I've been intoxicated by the prevailing notion that we'll see Hannibal Joker, 
But I have no idea. Capital N-O. Do you... Do you, I think... Okay, he's misspelling things. Do I think the Joker would be a good villain for a Suicide Squad movie? Hell no! But I haven't read the script, so what do I know? It could be the godfather of comic book movies, and I will graciously lap it up. Alright. Sure. No, that was that was good. You you really pulled out the energy there. The spelling was a little off, so I got thrown off. No, no, I get it. I, I was agreeing that I thought we discussed what kind of Joker we wanted to see. We had talked about this Hannibal Joker. Um, but... I, I hadn't considered it because I think that I don't want it to happen, so I so I didn't think mm. about it. Um, I, I think it would be a mistake, a big mistake. Yeah, it's not necessary. Especially introducing no. him in a movie where it's not a Batman movie, and I just think it's a big mistake. Go ahead, Mike. I think he's the wild card. He's the you know either the handle version of it or he's the wild card that they you know he's got to be there for some reason in that group. You know, is he there? Is Harley Quinn brought in to kind of keep him on a leash? Why is he in there, though? So it's just kind of like that is such a – got to think of looking from a military standpoint of why Waller's doing this for what they're doing. Why would they bring this wild card that you can never trust? You have no idea what's going on. Why is he involved in that? So is he involved in that? Well, or is, maybe it'll are they be, going to stop him? Maybe it will be something to the extent of where by the end of the movie we realize that even though we think – the mystery is solved or the story is solved, if you will. Right. At the very end, we are, we find out that he was actually behind everything. So even though you there think you, right. the day is saved, oh no, the story continues. He was playing five steps ahead. Exactly. Which he tends to do. I think when they're saying the main villain, they're talking about who Suicide Squad is trying to take out, not who's the main person working in Suicide Squad. Would that be incorrect? I don't think it's going to be a very big name that they're going after. Like, I don't think it's going to be a DC. Like, this major isn't a Justice role. League version of. No, the they're name, not. Yeah. They're not. You know, I'm trying to think of who they would try to be going after to stop. I, right. I think there may be some kind of take down a dictatorship or something like that, mm-hmm. in a sense, where it's more about them, not them competing against a big name actor in a big name villain role. Got it. Yeah. Either way, man, I'm I'm stoked. Can't wait. Any more, uh, more questions? Or are we good to go? I think we're good. I think that's it for the way. Actually, yeah, we got to wrap up anyway, so we're about that time. All right. All right. Well, let's all put ourselves over. Mike, go right ahead. Let's put yourself over mean. Yeah, put yourself over means promote yourself. Oh, promote myself. Oh. Well, I just want to say thank you for the fans. You guys were fantastic. There were so many cool comments out there. Yeah, and they loved you. Of, I don't know why. Compared to but... young Nathan Fillion, which I love. We'll so take thank it. you for that. I'll we'll take, take it. it. I think it got like 12 <laughs> likes on that, Absolutely. Too. <laughs> and they're pushing the question thing. Yeah. So that got out there. So, guys, thank you for that. Again, at Mike Kalinowski at Twitter.com. I'm on Facebook. I love connecting with people. I'm trying, I try to comment to everyone that kind of commented to me so thank you for that guys I appreciate it party on Roxy Stryer you guys can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer and you can find us here at Popcorn Talk on Twitter at DC Movies SK mm-hmm. hashtag DC Movie News on iTunes on SoundCloud uh, on Facebook and everywhere else in the world believe that at Jay Quasto um, next week do you live in Las Vegas I'm going to be at the Brad Garrett Comedy Club all week at the MGM so if you're in Vegas hit Ooh. me up wow. and uh, Brea Improv March 18th Wednesday night in Brea California I'll hook you up with free tickets hit me up on uh, social media I'd love to see you other than that um, like you said DC Movies SK Bane Cat go ahead Bane Cat says bye to everyone not peeing a little box couldn't have said it better myself <laughs> in the box. bye everybody from producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Spitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. <laughs> <laughs>